Welcome to Oh! A Podcast, the podcast about playing games and making games. Brought to you by Oh! A Rock Studios. I'm Paul Franzen, the head boy of Oh! A Rock. And I'm Michael Gray, uh, the head writer of Oh! A Rock. How you doing today, Michael? I guess I'm doing okay. Got a bit of a weird weird situation going on with um, okay. uh, One Minute Mysteries. Ugh. Okay, so July 13th, I, uh, you know, sent in my contract and, and signed it and um, uh, mailed it in. So it would have arrived uh, at their place on the 15th. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently they just released the game a week later. Okay. Oh, so it's out now. Yeah, <laughs> I was not informed about this. I was checking their uh, list of upcoming releases and my game is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, number eight on the list. <laughs> so I assume they had seven games before mine that would be released, but apparently not. I don't know if I leapfrog them or what. Oh, yeah, there it is. Oh, and it's on sale for the next few days, too. Mm-hmm, because it's uh, recently Ooh. released. Oh, that's the time to get it. Awesome. Is it on? Uh, is it on mobile or is it just web or do you know? It's on everything. They tried to release it on everything. Yeah. So um, it's on the Google Play Store. It's on the App Store. It's yeah. not in the Amazon Store yet. So their link, mm-hmm. they have a link to it, but I tried following it and it just led to an empty page. Yeah, I just got super excited because there's a link to Steam version too, but that's that doesn't lead any to anything. Oh man, I didn't see a link to a Steam version. Did they think yeah, well, this game is good enough for Steam? <laughs> <laughs> the URL says store.steampower.com slash app slash insert insert insert. <laughs> so I'm not sure that was ever gonna work. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that look sounds... at this. Oh, there it is on Google Play. Ooh, ooh maybe I'm gonna buy it then. Give oh, it give it a fun. good rating. Um <laughs> ah, I will. It looks like it's a uh, three stars out of five with six reviews. Three three point two. Give yourself some credit. Oh, three point two. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it looks like some of what uh, some of these reviews are um, um, people that did not um, play past uh, the first world, first level. I forget what I call yeah. it. Anyway, uh, part one is ten. Each of the five parts of the game is ten different mysteries, and uh, the first part is just a bunch of random stories. Uh, the yeah. second part is based on the Clue series, and then the third part, they go to uh, Washington, D.C. to find the missing president. Oh, fun. Yeah, and part four oh. is based on Nancy Drew, The Secret of Shadow Ranch, uh, the video <laughs> game. I'm not sure if anybody picked up on I know some people picked up on that, but I don't think anybody with the publishers picked up on that. They just thought it's like, okay, solving mystery at a ranch. And then the fifth part is based on Encyclopedia Brown series. So Encyclopedia Brown comes in. Um, basically, Encyclopedia Brown comes into the office and he challenges our heroes to a detective contest where they try to stump each other with detective mysteries. 
and just just for you, I have somebody call him Almanac Andy in, in that section. <laughs> They're like, oh man, it's the encyclopedia versus Almanac Andy. And Andy says, nobody calls me that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm definitely going to check this out as soon as this call is over. I can't start downloading right now. It'll wreck my internet. That is probably true. I, I know yeah, my yeah. internet dies whenever I... Uh, Whenever somebody's running the microwave. That's, well, my, my internet's bad if someone's, like, using it. So, <laughs> I don't, yeah. Uh, cool, I'm going to be all over this, though. But yeah, now I've now I've just got to, like, I guess promote it, uh, you know, post about mm-hmm. it on Facebook and Twitter and such. So I, I was totally not expecting the game to be out already. Didn't that, that happened with uh, Pride and Prejudice, too, didn't it? Didn't it just, like, kind of come, or was there some other game? I feel like it, it released a game that just... It was Pride and Prejudice. It was sort of the same thing, but... At least with Pride and Prejudice, it was like number one on the list of games that were releasing soon. Right. So it's like, yeah. okay, well, that makes sense. They, you know, it was number one on the list, not there are seven other games before it, and it got released anyway. Well, it's out now, so uh, everyone should go check it out. Yeah, it's a great game. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Trying to remember how much I've talked about it in the previous versions <laughs> of the podcast, previous. So yeah. uh, I'll give a little behind-the-scenes yeah, intro. Yes, oh, please. Oh, behind-the-scenes info. So with the programming... Yeah. Give me um, the good stuff. Um, uh, you can play it either one of two ways, which is one is, um, you know, you type in what the mystery solution is. So it right. would give you a question like, what proves that Paul is not the killer? And then <laughs> you could type in beard, and beard is the correct <laughs> answer that proves he's he's not the killer. So um, that's one option that you can pick, or you can have the option where there are five different five different things, mm-hmm. which, which will show up. Uh, you can choose between two or five different possible answers. So you, you pick from a list of things. It's like, well, what proves Paul's not the killer? Is it the beard? Is it the shoe? Is it the cat? Right. Yeah. Is it the pizza? And oh. it gives you lots of hints too. You can choose yeah. how many hints you have. Cool. That's why I like doing that. But that ended up causing a lot of programming to happen because the game has to check how many answers you have and what hints are available to you, uh, you know, which answer mm-hmm. um, mode you're on. So it's actually like 700 words of code for each 300-word mystery. Mm-hmm. I, th- I found that was amusing. But here's a, a behind-the-scenes secret. is uh, yes. Option number two is always the correct one, just based on how I, I programmed it. Really? And, um... Oh, darn, I was expecting a different reaction. Anyway, oh, no, wait. <laughs> the options appear in a random order every single time, but it's always option number two that's the correct one. Oh. So it's always it's always the second answer? No, it, it's, it was no. always the second answer that I type in, right? Because you oh. can only have... Like I said, the player gets to choose how many options there are. So they can pick from a list of two, three, four, or five. So because of that, option number one was always correct. Option number two was Uh. always uh, the correct one. And then option three, optional, option four, optional, option five, optional, because the player might never see it. Right. And then then, so it takes the number of answers that the player has told it to display – uh, one through five, and then displays those answers in kind of a random order. Is that is that what's going on? Like it'll if you say, 
you only want two answers, it'll take answers one and two and then display them in a, in a random order? Or Yeah, that's what I wanted. I couldn't figure out okay. how to do it. I'm sure there's a way to do it. So what I yeah. did was I just went to random.org and put in the numbers <laughs> one, two, three, four, and five and hit the yeah. randomize button. And then I did that. And then I did that for every single one of the Oh boy, that sounds things. like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, sorry, I got I got confused. Five. I thought I thought that you were saying that uh it's always gonna be like it presents you a list and it's always the second item on that list is always the answer. And I was wondering <laughs> if that's a good idea or not. But no, no, no. It's the second one in the programming. I know. I, I was I was deliberately trying to trick you yeah. into thinking that was the oh. case. <laughs> it worked. Because I wanted that fun, fun reaction. That, yes, the reaction was just confusion with a with a hint of oh, should I say that's bad? <laughs> I don't know if I want to just drag Michael like that. But yeah, no, <laughs> it no, seems no. bad. Okay. I just, you know, I just realized now. It's like. You pick your options at the start of the game. It's like, I yeah. should have included an options menu or something so you could change partway through. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's actually, that's such an interesting way to do, um, to do like a difficulty mode in this sort of game, right? Cause I would assume that, you know, two answers is the easiest version. Five answers is the hardest version, just, you know, based on. Yeah. There's more options. That's that's actually really cool. I've never heard of something like that. I like that a lot. Well, I would say that, um, you know, yeah. typing in the answer sometimes is, well, yeah. is the harder one. Oh, I'm, I'm not doing that one. That sounds impossible. <laughs> I'm doing this. <laughs> it was really difficult to program. I don't want to do it, it in the was. next game. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I had a tester who went and did that, and they had... They had answers which sounded correct, but it yeah. wasn't exactly the word that the game was looking for. <laughs> so that's why I don't mess with text parsers. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, oh, is it yeah. president? Oops, it was looking for the president. <laughs> so, I mean, I tried to put in yeah. as many options as possible. Hopefully there yeah. are none that I missed, but the, the tester who was trying to enter in the answers did find several things that I missed. Yeah, I think I think I I might have talked about this. I think I read an article about how they used to code code these old uh text parser games and that was that was something a lot of times they did is they would have people test it uh typing in whatever and then the end of the test session it would like the game would output a list of everything they typed in so then the programmers could go back and account for anything that they typed in that that the game didn't understand. I thought that was kind of kind of interesting. And yeah, very difficult. <laughs> Yeah. I think it was challenge challenge mode for the programmer for you. <laughs> yeah, de de definitely. Um, I think I've complained with my Encyclopedia Brown books about reusing like mystery solutions in the same book. Yeah, that, that was never fun. <laughs> I'm worried that my game reused mystery solutions. <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize until oh, like no. after it's done. I'm like, hmm, I think I've got multiple mysteries where the solution is about the 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 timing. It's like, well, if he was dead, he wasn't able to jump up and go see a movie afterwards, and that's the the flaw in the story. Man, some of these reviews on your page are not fair. There's just like a couple people who are just like, I don't like this kind of thing, and then I played it, and I didn't like it. Like, okay, why why were you playing it? Why did you think you were going to like it? I don't understand. Well, here's one that's interesting. Yeah. Not an actual RPG. It's I just saw puzzles. that one. I don't know why this is listed as a role-playing game. It's clearly yeah. not a role- It's clearly a mystery game. 
No, you. I see it right there. You were categorized under the the genre role playing. But it's not. A role- <laughs> oh, uh-huh. my publishers. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm looking at the. There's there's a list of genres here. Let's. I'm trying to see what it would like. Yeah, I think like with our games, like with our visual novels, like Steam doesn't have that many options for genre either. So I think I usually end up going with adventure, even though that's not really that close, but. It's closer than role playing, or maybe simulation might be pretty good. I guess word or no, ha- word. word. How about word? There oh, is word, word more like word puzzles. There are some word puzzles. I mean, there are, there are riddles, but I mean, yeah. I mean, we're, it could just be too that the publisher knows that uh, you get more sales if you publish it as an RPG versus other categories. Like maybe that's a thing. Casual, I think that maybe. came up yeah. with, uh, what was it, Xbox Live Indie Games? I feel like that was a thing there where everyone would publish their games in the RPG <laughs> category because that's what sold the most. That's interesting. So it could, I knew could be a bit of that. The original Nancy Drew game, it it is, um, it was presented as a, a mystery role-playing game. Even though yeah. it's, it's very much an adventure game, not not a role playing game, and it made me wonder: it's like, what would a mystery RPG look like? Ooh, I I didn't have any cool ideas about it, but I thought it'd be. I mean, I would check that out. Did you play? Uh, did you play To the Moon at all? No. Uh, that was that was um that was kind of a story driven game that, that was, was built yeah. in RPG Maker. I mean, it had the look and feel. Of a 16-bit Super Nintendo role-playing game, but without any combat. It was all stories and puzzles. So maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just wondering, it's like, how could you work in combat with mystery solving? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think it would be really cool someday to to try to make an RPG-esque game like that. Like, something that looks like that, but isn't necessarily combat-focused. I think that would be kind of fun to do. I don't know how we, we get to that point. I don't really have any ideas for a story or anything. I just think it would be fun. Because <laughs> I to like learn those kind of games. program RPGs hey, too. I can handle RPG Maker. I just can't make the art. <laughs> it's the it's the age old problem of our rock studios. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't speaking, make it look good. Speaking of which, um, yes. Escape Room game was finished and I emailed it to you, and now I can yes. forget about it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for some reason, I, I I just mentioned it at dinner or something, and my stepdaughter was like, you made it an escape room game? I want to play it. Aww. And um, she did. And so I actually had her um, do some programming herself, which was interesting oh, cool. the first time, but not the, the second time. But <laughs> it's basically doing the pixel hunting thing where it's like, okay, how many pixels do I have to move the chicken so it fits in the right <laughs> spot and doesn't like have this huge gaping hole in the, in the background arc. Uh. <laughs> Which is it is kind of fun, though. It's like, okay, let's move it to the yeah. right. Five. Okay, let's move it down three. And so on. <laughs> it's sort of like a game in itself. So I figured that would be the best programming yeah. thing to have her at That's least experience. Cool. All right, so can you get her to get really good at a uh, pixel art? Um, that would be hard. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Though. I I like that you're uh, that you're teaching her this stuff. Maybe maybe she'll decide that she really likes programming. Maybe, <laughs> or she'll hate it. <laughs> or she'll hate it because you just have her moving images around. <laughs> Nobody does that programming anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, 
anyway, what was that idea yeah. you were just saying? I think I might have cut you off. Some sort of RPG thing. I'll throw that in the list of games. Oh for no! I, like I said, I, I didn't. I did not have much idea beyond um, making a game an RPG maker that's that's story driven, like all the other games we do. Except it kind of looks and feels like an RPG, uh, but without likely without combat. Um, unless we want to do it like what was it, Sakura Wars that I'm always talking about, where there's it's mostly a visual novel, and then there's one big battle at the end. Like we could do something like that, but yeah, I think I actually. It's probably already on a list somewhere. I don't know if I still have that, but I know I uh, tried to come up with um how to do a battle like that for for Fire Emblem with, with the second yeah. Fire Emblem game, which ended up being kind of impossible. But um, <laughs> I think I figured out how they programmed the game to to make it work. But I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Nobody's nobody's really hacked the game to figure out what the uh, you know how it, internal stuff is determined. Well, that's probably why I would use uh, RPG Maker to do it because I mean it's just like Renpy, right? It has all that kind of stuff built in, and we we just kind of move the pieces around. Uh, you don't have to program. I assume I haven't used it before, but I assume it. You don't necessarily have to build your own combat system. Like it takes care of that part for you. But. That 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 would be that would be far in the future if we were to do something like that. Far but in the future, could be fun. yeah. I've actually got. Um, yeah. I think this idea was, came from uh, Diana Gray, which yeah. is um, you must be able to marry the prince character. Our, our our character is a girl who desperately wants to marry a hot prince, so she invades a kingdom with seven hot princes. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds like a visual novel <laughs> I know but we have to fight people in order to, to gain prominence and, uh, do you I, have right. to fight the princes oh <laughs> yeah maybe I don't know so uh. I also have the list um, secret love letters got mailed uh oh I still thought that was a cool idea. That's my actual title, working title for the game. You're just stealing that from that Netflix movie. Yeah, I know, right? But I would do it better than the movie. So. Whoa, whoa, that was a really good movie. I haven't seen the movie. I only read the book, uh-huh. so the book had major problems. Oh. So it, like the, the book lost me about halfway through, and so I'm like, I want to see this idea because it's a really cool idea, but I don't want it to fall apart halfway through. To all the boys I loved before, that's what it was that's called. That's it, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just so I, I people know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's like, Michael, you just need to read a, a, a harem anime or watch one of those, and th- that's what you need. I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> but um, what did I say? Uh, yeah, well, it's To All the Boys I Loved Before is the name of it. And um, yeah. in the book, it's basically To Both the Boys I've Loved Before, because the other three oh. don't count. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's kind of a letdown. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty similar to the film, too. Yeah, so I, I kind of wanted to see the other three guys. I wanted to see them do oh. stuff. and you got to wait for the other books. Actually, I the know. other books are probably out already. Yeah, they're they're all out already, yeah. but yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure the one guy, he like shows up. There's like this random two-chapter interlude where she goes to see guy number five, and they just sort of stare at each other, and he recognizes her. And then we go back to the normal story, and it never gets mentioned again. I'm like, you're setting up for a sequel, right? Otherwise, that's just a weird interlude. Well, hopefully uh, someone commissions you to review the sequel, then. Yeah, hopefully, maybe. I don't know. They they probably don't want me to, because I didn't like the (laughs) first one. Because you trashed the first one. Yeah. Fair enough. It did have a lot of good stuff, though. So, let's see. Um... 
I had three things on my list of games I played. Did you play any games this past month? Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, I've been replaying uh, Dragon Warrior 7 on the original PlayStation, not the 3DS remake, the uh, the original uh, <laughs> 16-bit looking one. Is this... Uh, oh, it is what I thought it was. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. I really liked it the first time I played it. Uh, it's it's a good game to kind of just relax and listen to podcasts and level up your characters. Kind of a nice. It's a, it's a nice way to kind of chill after uh, you know a day of working on stuff. Um, and I and I like the story too. It's 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 a it imagines a world where only this one island exists, um, and you end up traveling back in time and solving problems for all of these islands that disappeared, and then bringing them back into existence in the in the present time. So it's cool. You, I mean, you go back in time, you, you, you know, fight the volcano monsters or whatever, and then you travel back to the present, which is like 50, 60, 100 years later, and you get to kind of see what happened with this place after you left and how it progressed and, and, and how everyone's doing. That does and, sound I neat. I think I got the it's 3DS cool. remake, but never played it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's also a million hours long. Like, I was looking at my save file from before, and it was something like, what, like 150 hours, which is like, Completely unheard of for me playing a game. Um, I'm sure part of that is because you can't save anywhere, so I probably left the system on a bunch of times um, because I couldn't stop and save, so I just kind of left it running. But it's you can't save yeah. anywhere. It's like you need to beat the game in one sitting. No, sorry. I mean, it doesn't have a save hyphen anywhere feature. Like you, you can save uh, in town. Okay, but you okay. can't. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't have like quick save. It doesn't have like. I'm just going to save right now and quit. You have to get back to a town and uh, go to the church to save. Hmm. So, I don't know. I'm really into it. I'm getting so into it, actually, that I think I'm going to go play the other Dragon Warrior games after this. Um, the the modern ones, not the really old ones. So I'm going to go back and play 8, 9, and uh, I think 11. 10 is an MMO that only exists in Japan, so that's not happening. But anyway. Okay, so Dragon Quest, Dragon Warrior are the same thing. Yes, yes, they are. Okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think so. This one is Dragon Warrior Seven, but I think on the 3DS it is Dragon Quest Seven now. Um, they started they started calling them Dragon Quest uh, in the United States after Seven, I think, and then all the remakes. Um, it was it was always Dragon Quest in Japan, but uh, Dragon Warrior in the U.S. until fairly recently. Okay, that makes sense. And uh, my wife actually is uh, doing some research into some of the Dragon Quest games uh, at this time too. Uh, she just <laughs> she just did a, a presentation at um at a video game music conference in Connecticut a couple of months ago. Uh, she did a whole paper about uh, the beeping noise that plays when characters are talking. It's like the it's like the same thing that Phoenix Wright has. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she did a whole talk on that. I thought that was kind of cool. Anyway, uh, what have you been playing? Uh, I'm just looking up now, just, just talking about the quest, reminding me about King's Quest, and uh, I know there's a series called Queen's Quest now. Queen's Quest? I, it has nothing to do with King's Quest, I'm sure. Uh. It looks like it's just, it's like, that's a really cool name for this. Uh, it's another hidden object um, puzzle uh, adventure game. Man! I think it's hidden objects, right? Oh, oh no, I haven't. Sorry, checked. I shouldn't be dis so disappointed. You kind of you like those kind of games. <laughs> I, I, Some, yeah, I'll have to look. you like them more than I do. I'm not a big fan of the hidden objects, but I do like um, a mm -hmm. lot of the things. I like having the inventory on screen the entire time. That's what I really like. 
Okay. I, I just realized that while playing other adventure games. It's like, I really like the... Uh... You uh you did that in when you were programming the Room Escape game, right? It's all at the bottom? Yep, it's all at the bottom. Yeah, Unfortunately, cool. I wasn't able to um, figure out how to have the entire inventory uh, display on screen. So the inventory only has like the first seven slots. And then mm-hmm. you, you press a button uh, to uh, go to the rest of the inventory. So what actually happens is that I just switch the the first seven items in the inventory with the uh, last seven items in the inventory. <laughs> you don't actually switch from one side of the inventory to the other. They just flip. Oh, that's funny. It's uh, I couldn't figure yeah. out how to do that normally. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Like, you, I don't know how you could fit all of the items on the screen at once. It would, you know, take up a big portion of the screen. Well, what it, what would be, I guess, ideal is, you know, you have the right and left buttons. What I see a lot of inventories do is, you know, you press the button to go right, and it moves the inventory over one. Oh, yeah, okay. A scroll-through inventory, yeah. Mine's yeah, a fake yeah, yeah, scroll-through yeah. inventory. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. I never even, like, when we were making the Beard and Mirror, it never even really occurred to me to do an inventory like that, just because, um, you know, it's not how King's Quest does it. That's not how the newer Monkey Islands do it anyway, but I, I can see how it's it's helpful. I mean, it saves you a couple clicks. You don't have to go through a separate menu. Yeah, I complained about that with, um, uh, yeah. you know, I've been reviewing all the Nancy Drew games slowly, and um, game number 10 is when they switch how the... Uh, inventory works they they basically just change the interface and now you have to you know click a button to open up the inventory and then yeah. get something out of your inventory and then click the button again to close your inventory and i just thought that's kind of a pain always the the constantly opening and closing the inventory uh okay so three games is playing um lost lands mistakes of the past so i played that in the past um month it, it, it's an interesting game it's a casual it's again one of those hidden objects casual games. They don't really do have too many hidden objects, but basically, yeah, uh, you you have to go back in time five hundred years to stop this evil person, Alexandra, or whatever her name is. <laughs> I forget. Basically, she wakes up and and takes over the world. So you're going back in time five hundred years to the moment when she was like put inside the tomb to begin with and put to sleep for five hundred oh, years. Oh, cool. And you you basically try to kill her there. Uh, You kill her there, and then your character goes back in time, but it ends up, oh no, she changed the timeline, and now it's an even worse future. Oh man, it's like alternate 1985 and Back to the Future. I know. So the thing is... Oh, Biff's the the president, no! The map was... (laughs) The map made me think we would be going to, like, three alternate futures, because there are three areas on the map uh, labeled alternate presents. I'm like, yeah! (laughs) But no, it's three different areas in the one alternate present. uh... But uh, I haven't played the Lost Lands games with those characters, but apparently um, two of them are from other games in the series. Okay. So uh, I, I imagine if I had played the other games, it, w- it might mean more to me. But I, I that was just my complaint. I thought yeah, it was really cool. I like the, uh, you know, going through the alternate present. Uh, but I'm like, I uh, thought there would be something else. I, I thought there would be Oh my more gosh, there's a lot of these games. Time travel. There should be only like five or are there a ton? Uh, there's six. Oh, there's six, which feels like a lot to me. Uh, according to Steam, there are six. Oh. 
Let's see. I also played uh, Detective Die: The Silk Rose Murders, which is a game I'd recommend to you. It's it is an adventure game. Um, okay. Pixel art, pixel art. Yeah, really cool pixel art too. It it, it looks like the the person who wrote the game did all the pixel art, but it, it's interesting. It takes place in Tang Dynasty China, where you're basically hired by the Empress to stop a serial killer. It's one of those mean serial killers who who's like taunting you at every turn, and uh, apparently he's like a real person. This uh, Dai Renjai. Apparently he was a real person, uh, very well respected. There's like an anime series based on him. Oh, I I'd never heard of him, but it was just really different to have this completely, uh, you know, this you know ancient China setting, and it, it was neat. I really liked it. Basically, you find clues and uh, use it to solve, I think it's four or five murder mysteries. I think like a, an American equivalent would be something like Benjamin Franklin, the Philadelphia Murders. It's like, I would totally play that game. <laughs> yeah, wait, that sounds great. Yeah, I want to write that now. <laughs> Put, write that in the idealist. Can that be our uh, mystery RPG? Yeah. You're writing it down, yeah. aren't you? <laughs> I, I've been kicking around different ideas of how how you would do that. I'd probably have to play fast and loose with the history a little bit, but uh, I, you know, I recently mm-hmm. read a Johnny Tremaine, which takes place in colonial America. I'm like, oh, that was kind of an interesting game. So, Michael, I wanted to ask you. I've been hearing a lot about Midnight in Salem, the new Nancy Drew game. What's what's the deal? You have. <laughs> I don't know, last few months, they have a release date and everything, and I guess maybe that's it. Yeah, they keep showing the same ad to me over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess they're trying to get everybody excited for Nancy Drew, Midnight in Salem. Um... But it's it's actually coming out now, right? We hope I mean, so. Feel like that... People have been talking about this game for like years and years. Since okay, yeah. So the pre-orders begin October first, and the game releases November nineteenth. So. Oh yeah, there it is. How many months is that? Like three months, four, four months. Yeah. yeah. So three or four months, the game should be coming out, which means they should be getting close to finishing the game, or at least the game is in beta mode, right? It's got to be pretty close by now, yeah. Yeah, so within the past um, month to two months, they released two new pieces of artwork, and that's I think that's sort of what some of the stuff was. Oh yeah, well, the, I'm looking at the Her Interactive Wiki for it right now. It looks like there's... Uh art for a bunch of different characters. Okay, yeah. It looks Okay, yeah. They re-released... Uh, Judge Danforth, Lauren Corey. So it's Deirdre Shannon and Frank and Joe Hardy they released uh, character art for. So with the Frank and Joe Hardy, um... I don't know, that was like... I think it was around, like, New Year's Day or something. They, they, they showed a little bit of the, uh, the art. I don't know, they showed a picture of somebody who was drawing the picture, and everybody got excited, and I'm like, it's a picture of someone drawing a picture of concept art. <laughs> so they actually released the actual concept art, and I'm like, oh, well that's cool, I, I guess it's okay. Man, that one hardy boy looks... I don't know, I, I wish I knew their names. <laughs> I, I like the one. I, I like the one in the jean jacket. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like the one in the 1980s uh, vest that yes. looks like a life vest. 
That's Frank. Frank, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if it was if the that vest was orange, he'd be doing like Marty McFly cosplay. Yeah, yeah. So he he had a vest like that in a game or, or in one of the Nancy Drew games number 13. And it, it's also he's wearing that vest in uh, my favorite Hardy Boys book, which is like Case Files number 11, Brother versus Brother, where they just try to kill each other for the entire book. It's awesome. <laughs> One of them hits his head and gets amnesia, and he thinks the other brother, you know, is trying to kill him. And so he's trying to reach this destination while trying to, you know, kill his brother. It sounds like, what was it for Game Cola, where we did, like, a, a one-shot D&D thing of Nancy Drew, remember that? Yeah. It was like, me and me and Michael Ridgeway playing the Hardys, and Nathaniel Hoover playing Nancy Drew, if I recall. Yes. Oh, man. Good, good times. Anyway, yes, are you are you excited? Are you going to, like, stream it the day it comes out? I'm not sure. I probably am. Um, oh, I was also going to say the other Nancy Drew thing oh, yeah. with uh, Deirdre Shannon. <sighs> we already had the concept art of Deirdre Shannon. Here's another concept art of Deirdre Shannon. It's her <laughs> basically where it looks to me like somebody just tried to draw that same picture again. She's wearing the oh, same she's, outfit. She's got a cool coat, though. I like that coat. Yeah, yeah. Well, this person looks kind of like a witch. I cool. think that person's supposed to be. I, oh, yeah, Jenna Ravencraft. Oh. Yeah. Runs a local paranormal tour company. It's well known locally that her tours are faked. Or are they? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> huh. Do you know, are they going to, are they still doing, like, f- uh, physical releases for this game? Do you know? Like, because I feel like. They did for all the other ones, but it's not, like, really a thing anymore with computer games. They did with all the other ones, and since then, they've stopped Mm -hmm. selling physical copies of, like, all their games. But I see here on their available on thing, it's, like, available on physical copy, digital download, physical copy, digital download. I think they have... I don't know, I'm just going to click on a random game, see... Yep, no physical copies... Okay, yeah, they they stopped selling physical copies of their games, so I don't know what the story is with that. I'm just checking Amazon to see if they have a pre-order. They do not. There's a song called uh, Midnight in Salem by Toro Blanco, but I feel like that's not what we're looking it's for. It's probably not based on the game, yeah. <laughs> probably totally unrelated. Well, that's 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 super exciting, though. I think it's a, it's a relief for a lot of Nancy Drew fans out here that this thing looks like it's actually going to come out finally. Yeah, I hope it does come out. <laughs> I don't know what would happen if it would be uh, if it'd been delayed. They have released like two seconds of footage, though. Hmm. So it's um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was about to say maybe they'll release their trailer at E three, but I think E three already happened, didn't it? So probably not. Yeah, yeah. Well, well you know, at this point, we're just in uh, the Schrodinger's cat <laughs> um, scenario. <laughs> The game is inside a box. We don't know if it's finished or if it hasn't been started yet. Oh no. It does make me nervous like that we it's what 4 months from release you said. We haven't seen it like an actual screenshot yet. Yeah. That's yeah, the one screenshot. Somewhat weird. Like I started I started programming Cat President 2 yesterday. 
I could take a screenshot of it right now and it would look like a, basically the finished version of that scene. Not that, you know, Cat President is as complicated a game as Nancy Drew is, but... But still, you know, if they've, they're only They've been releasing... working on it for five years or whatever. I was going to say, if they're only releasing concept art at this point, it's like you think they yeah. have all the animated um, models completed. It's So it's kind of a, a red flag, but... But we know they oh, have the boy, animated yeah. model for um, the one character finished, because... <laughs> That was attached to um, their announcement of the release date. Oh, well, hopefully there's more than that. Hopefully. Oh, and I was also going to say the third game I uh, played was Murder. Oh, yeah, sorry. Murder at Chateau Rouge, or Rouge, I don't know oh, how. Oh, you, um, you were talking about that before, right? Isn't it yeah. somebody you knew Yeah, I made mentioned that? this briefly at the end of the previous uh, podcast that, you know, my friend Abigail made this game, and... Um, yeah. She actually came for me for a, a little bit of help with programming on, on, on RenPy. She's like, how do I change the icon? I don't know how that, how to do oh, that. Oh, yeah. And so um, I hope I was able to help her. I, <laughs> I just looked up Mermaid Mission Titanic. It's like, I think this is the file that refers to the uh, icon. Yeah. yeah, I think that's where you just like put the icon file in. It's It's a specific folder you need to just put the file in and it's supposed to work. I think I usually end up putting it in a few different folders because I can never remember where the right spot is. So I'm like, it's probably one of these. Yeah, so what I did was, I think I just found what looked like the actual icon, you know, the default icon, which I'm yeah. sure is just a, the normal RenPy icon. And so I just deleted that and put my icon in there and gave it the exact same name. Yes, yes. Hoping that would work, and I think it did, so... yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, um, you know, Abigail, uh, w the game Murder at Two Rouge apparently started as a murder mystery dinner theater that she did with uh, one of those really? Regency places, I think. And it's available on Etsy. And basically what she did was, uh, you know, a lot of it is improv, so people could play it themselves. So... I forget how many chapters there are, four or so so chapters and, like, five characters. And I've seen her outline, which is, like, you know, chapter one, this character, here's what's going to happen for you, here's some evidence that you're going to find, or some evidence that's going to make you look suspicious. <laughs> oh, man, that like, sounds fun. You will expect, it's like, you can expect to be accused by such and such person, you must accuse this person. Uh, I want to do this. <laughs> yeah, so it's split up into basically five different chapters. I guess that's how murder mystery theaters work. Yeah. So, um, so she she already had that done, and so she's kind of you know already had this murder mystery. She's actually got pictures of herself acting it out too, <laughs> which is cool. But you know, because she already had that finished, she wrote it out, and um, that's where the game came from it's basically writing this stuff that um you know she had performed a couple of times and so she came to me and it's like you know i've got like five or six other ones <laughs> that that i've done murder mystery theater it's basically you know she did the one and, and she kept getting rehired by different like regency groups to make other ones wow and so they're all sort of vaguely like you know lords and ladies but not Really? I don't know if that makes sense. To download this game, too. Yeah, it's free, I think. Hmm. I don't know. It's on itch.io. Oh, um, 99 cents on Google. 
Oh yeah, yeah, and I, I gave her the information. It's yeah. like how to publish on Steam. I don't know if anything came of that, but I let her yeah. know about itch.io too, and how to uh, upload to that, which is so much easier. Oh yeah, well, itch, you just like click the upload button. I know, it just upload <laughs> the folder. Steam and it's freaking DOS prompt. <laughs> so sorry, I've complained about that enough on this podcast. Yeah, so she wanted to know if I wanted to, to write uh, one of the games with her, because it's like, well, she's got a bunch of these games with the outline already done. So she and I have been going back and forth um, over the past few weeks, trying to make up a, an outline for Pride and Prejudice and Murder, I think was it. Yeah. Do you know who she got to do the uh, art? The art looks really nice. She hired somebody on Fiverr. On Fiverr? Really? Somebody she knows from Fiverr got to do the uh, the art. Yeah, well, I, I can't tell. Are the backgrounds photos? or The backgrounds are photos. Yeah. So those are from um, a public domain photo Just service. Just like Pixabay or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the, the character art looks really nice, though. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> I might have to get in touch with her about that at some point. <laughs> I know. I, uh, I mean, that was one of the things I went over with her trying yeah. to figure out how to do the art. I think we're going to try to make uh, this this prior oh, cool. prejudice and murder because we've outlined it now, and I said I want this pathway, <laughs> and she wants that pathway. So hopefully, within like the next week or so, we'll we'll start writing it. It's funny that you said like that's where um, that she got it from her uh, her mystery theater because I remember um, when on on Twitter I had like. St- was talking about how I was starting to get into D&D and you had mentioned that I should take the story from our D&D campaign and try to turn that into a video game. <laughs> yeah, well, I we have we, I feel like we have too many ideas that at this point that I don't need to do that. We but, need five more writers, yeah. I know. Oh, maybe someday if we make some money. Oh, actually, um, I was going to tell you, we finally hit the $1,000 mark for Pizza Delivery Boy. Whoa, does that mean we get badges and stuff? Well, it should mean that I th- I get my $100 back for my oh, publishing fee. <laughs> but we still don't get trading cards. I want trading I cards. Thought, I, th- I thought that was going to be the threshold, but I guess not. I don't know what the threshold is. Well, with Mermaid Mission Titanic, I think they permanently disabled trading cards because the game is free. Yeah, well, it's this whole thing. Like That's why they, they don't just let anyone have trading cards anymore. So apparently... Uh, people were, like, gaming the system, like, real, real bad with the trading cards, like, making, like, publishing fake games on Steam to make money off of the stupid trading cards. So that's why, that's that, and that might be why they shut down Greenlight, too. It was all, it was like, there's huge, like, epic scam, scandal with stupid trading cards. That's just sounds so pointless. <laughs> so they, so they have, like, this whole you know, set of standards that every game has to pass in order to prove that it's quote-unquote real, and Pizza Boy has not met those standards yet, which is not great. Uh, that's why I said I thought it was going to be the $1,000 mark, since that was the limit for getting your uh, Steam submission refund, but nope. Gosh, okay, well, I've got all the, um, I've still got all the trading cards here, you know, I think my person actually went and did, like, unique art That's for right, you the, have the uh, stuff ready cards. to go for, uh, for Mermaid Mission Titanic. Yeah, I guess yeah. I should just release the trading card, I don't know, uh-huh. on Twitter or something. Okay, I've got all the badges, ooh, those are kind of cool. Oh, man, you got badges and everything. Can you, can you make, can you, uh, just, like, put I have pizza? emoticons, you, too? Oh, my can God. Can you put pizza on everything, and then I can use them later? <laughs> 
It's like, yeah, that's Doug. Can't you tell? Doug is a, it's, Doug, it's Doug as a mermaid. Oh, and profile backgrounds, too. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this profile background. This this is like some unique art just for that. Oh. Wow. I'm so oh. sad now. <laughs> trading cards is usually just... Uh, I mean, with trading cards, it's just the character standing in front of different backgrounds. But, I mean, hmm. it's like, well, here's two people standing in front of background that they never stood in front of in the actual yeah. game. It's like Charles and Molly, the elderly couple that run that run a uh, they they run the hotel. There's a cool trading card of them on the Titanic next to each other, posing and being all lovey dovey. It's very cute. Yeah, no, I I absolutely just use like character art for the t- the like the five or six most important characters or whatever, and then stop there. <laughs> I'm like, look, it doesn't matter that much. I don't know. I don't really want to be doing this anyway. But, yeah, we'll see if we ever get there with Pizza Boy, I guess. I hope so. I hope I don't know so. What the limit is at this point. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll give a quick update about Cat President 2 if you're interested. Okay, let's um, hear it. Well, Everybody I guess actually. to hear that. I guess you already know because we've been emailing back and forth, but we have, um, the, the main six, uh, cats, uh, casted. We, we have the, we know who the six cats are gonna be now. The, the, the six main dateable cats. Um, so that's pretty cool. I'm really happy about all of them. They're all super exciting. And I think we did a really good job of picking characters that all kind of look different from one another, too. I know that was a problem with the first game. Um, at least in like the very beginning, people kept mixing up Dr. Nom Noms and Kale because they're introduced right next to each other and they look pretty similar. So we were Yeah, I know we tried yeah. to uh, put in a line like the, the cat on the left nodded. Yeah, as said this. we added stuff. Yeah. Kale is supposed to be forgettable, though. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> well, and I added stuff to, uh, I patched the, uh, the part where Thunderpawn everyone is introduced to. I think one or multiple of the characters does a little shaking animation when they're introduced to. Um, okay, yeah, that, that would be very was pretty helpful. helpful yeah. Which maybe I'll end up doing that again this time. We'll see. I think this time we tried having the characters show up, like, separately. Yeah, which you're helps right. Too. That's the other way of doing it. Yeah. And I think they they all look very, very different from one another, which I think should help as well. Yeah, they're not all striped cats, that's Yeah, exactly. Well, because we got 400 submissions or whatever it was, (laughs) we got plenty of options for cat models this time. Um, So that's cool. We've also started doing our casting call for the human characters. If if you at home listening to this would like to actually be a character in the game... um, I think you can find it on my Twitter account, at least, at Paul M. France, and there should be a link to the casting call there. Um, we've got uh, a bunch of, of pretty good submissions already. I, we haven't made any final decisions yet, though. I really liked how, um, you know, in your descriptions of the poses, one yeah. was... Uh, you put a spoiler uh, a warning as, like, this character is going to be... Imitating the pose that the cat does, right? Yeah. And, and just like, that's a spoiler because you don't want to say what the cat's name is. But... Yeah, I don't know. It felt weird. I probably should have just did it, but it didn't really matter. You yeah. should probably just put down, like, looking to the side like a cat. As well, yeah, to I probably should have said to the that. Side, that like, made... Spoiler. <laughs> that would have made a lot more sense. Yeah, I probably should have done that. <laughs> I guess I could just go back and do that. But... No, no, no. I can't no, no. leave it that way. Uh, so yeah, so so that's happening now. Um, very excited about that. It um, uh, looks like you might be seeing some familiar faces from uh, Pizza Delivery Boy. I'll just leave it at that for now. 
Um, That's good. I did a lot of, uh, I think it took me like one to two hours just going through the scripts and noting all the various poses yeah. that the human characters could do. That took me way longer than I expected. <laughs> well, I very something... much appreciate you doing that, so I didn't have to. <laughs> something which I found really difficult was um, the mother and father, because uh, our yeah. main character has a mother and father, and they basically kind of act the same a lot. So I think half of their poses are, like, shared in common. <laughs> well, I love I love some of the, the descriptions you came up with. Like, for, for mom and dad, they both have... Uh, they need the pose, fake apologizing, and then a pose for, did she buy our fake apology? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or uh, or what, these characters have the pose, uh, playing with a cute kitty and loving it. Uh, <laughs> uh, this one has, not sure why he is here, uh, telling the main character she might die. Like, oh, I think, oh, what was it, that was, um... Was it when we had Victoria on? That's she talked about how how actually helpful that these kind of descriptions are, like in in you know giving the right expression, like these very yeah, very very specific. Being, you know, I could just say serious look, or you're telling yeah. the main character she's gonna die. Yeah, exactly. No, it's 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 good. It it should get us some uh, some pretty good images. Oh, one more. Uh, <laughs> this character impressed by a handsome kitty wants to pet the kitty. Disappointed. <laughs> Disappointed she can't pet the kitty. <laughs> oh, man. I think Extremely we just went through good. that entire character's Yeah, I think that was arc. like all of their dialogue. <laughs> but I didn't say who the character is. You'll have to play the game. Yeah, that's their entire story. <laughs> but yeah, so oh. so that's all happening right now, which is super exciting. And, and like I said, uh, as of yesterday, I've started actually putting the game together. And I run uh, into a... F- Fun, uh, sort of unexpected issue. It is now resolved, but I think I talked briefly before about how I want to use a lot of the same GUI interface kind of stuff from the previous game just to sort of save time and make sure Mm -hmm. we can get this game out by next year's election, since that's sort of the point. Um, I discovered, though, that a lot of the code from the original game was not actually compatible with the current version of RenPy. They they changed a, how a lot of that stuff is sort of laid out in the script, so it wasn't simple to just sort of copy paste everything. Uh, so did you just download an older version <laughs> of Red You know me very well, Michael. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so far, it's it's working out great. Like the game looks good. It looks like the first cat president. So it mm. does look good. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I I'm. There are certain things I'm definitely going to have to change. Obviously, the title screen is going to have to say Cat President 2, for example. And I had the idea that... number two. <laughs> yeah. Well, I need to change the subtitle, too, which we don't know what that is yet. Uh, but I also had the idea, you know how the title screen, it, 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 it just plays Hail to the Chief, but with random meows. Yeah. So I want to do that. I think I was going to use different meows for the sequel, so you know it's a, it's a brand new game, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the the title screen looks exactly the same, but the meowing is different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I, I spent a little time banging my head against the computer trying to figure that out, but that's all sorted now. Um, and, Michael, I want you to know, I have coded the first three lines of dialogue. Nice. <laughs> and then I dis- I got distracted uh, photoshopping the background for the intro scene, uh, which is mostly done, so I can <laughs> keep going at this point. But 
<laughs> was coding the first three lines of dialogue more difficult than just copy pasting? No, it wasn't. I copied I copy pasted the first three lines and then I got into Photoshop. <laughs> okay, good to do. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um so yeah, that's that's where the game stands as of yesterday. Um and it's it's quite smooth sailing at this point. And uh I forgot how much I enjoyed just kind of it's sort of like what i was saying with dragon quest actually i just like sitting relaxing listening to my podcast and editing cute pictures of cats it's a lot of fun it's very uh very chill kind of work so that's where we are with that in real uh life uh in between this podcast and the last one they had the presidential debates and it was a joke in Cat President where we had the debate with like 50 candidates, so each <laughs> candidate only got to say like two sentences, but uh, there were 20 people in the real life presidential debate, so yeah, what was it? Something like 40% of them got less than five minutes yeah, of talking time. Yeah, I was just going to say that, yeah. <laughs> Or yeah, no, it was it was uh they they only got two questions, not including the intro and the outro. So that was the only time they were able to talk. Yeah, it was kind of interesting though because you know what I didn't see happening was they they weren't like arguing about how much time they were getting, unlike in the 2016 debates where it felt like half like half of their talking time was them asking for more talking time. That didn't come up at all, despite the fact that there were so many candidates this time. I thought that was kind of interesting. Maybe they, maybe somebody told them that that was a bad look. <laughs> anyway, how do you feel about uh, listener questions? Yeah, let's get some listener questions in. Um, okay. Uh, this question comes from Elizabeth Pfeffer. What game characters would you like to see together in a game? So I presume this is a, a, a crossover question. Yeah. And it's not like I want to see Apollo Justice team up with Miles Edgeworth. I don't want to see that. I want to see Apollo Justice team up with Larry Butts. Nope. <laughs> you see, you, you keep starting with Apollo Justice and you, you're losing me. <laughs> I want to see Apollo Justice team with a hole in the ground. <laughs> oh my gosh, what? <laughs> he did not kill the series, oh, did he? He kind of did. Uh, um... I also think Waluigi should be in Smash Brothers, but that's that's kind of a given. Well, Waluigi, yeah, I want to see a Waluigi game. That would be great! Because he's the character my daughter knows. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what genre. I kind of want it to be like just an out-of-nowhere genre. Like <laughs> dating Waluigi Sim? Dating Sim. Yes, yeah. we can do that. Let's contact Nintendo. Oh man, there are results which show up oh. when you... Someone already did that? It's so unfair. That's the best idea we've ever Wow, had. he is really handsome in this dating sim, and there's him with a bridal veil. Um, Alright, so so how much is it to commission you to play this game? <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> Look at that. Oh. Alright, well, are there any characters you'd like to see together? Oh, so sorry, we're talking about dating sims. I'm like, I don't know who I want to see Waluigi with. I want to see him steal Princess <laughs> no, Daisy. No, no, no. Sorry, that's the question now. Who would you like to see Waluigi date? Princess Daisy. I want to see that drama happen. Really? Really? What about Luigi? That's that's the drama that I want that's to the happen. Drama. That's mm. the drama. 
it feels like that would be something that would happen because it's kind of indicated that Bowser's always stealing Princess Peach because he has a crush on her and he's trying to Mm. steal her away from Mario. Marry her, yeah. So um, Waluigi can do the same thing. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think think that answers the question very well. (laughs) Uh, We have one more from Allison Rose. If you could remaster a classic video game or a game that's classic to you, what would it be and why? And I was trying I was trying to think of this in terms of like games that you and I could realistically remaster. Oh yeah, okay. As Never opposed mind. to being like I want to see, you know, Super I was going to say Brothers. Day of the Tentacle HD, but that already exists. I was going to say DuckTales um, 3, yeah. Willy Beamish HD. Heck yeah. But, you know, as we were talking about before, art isn't like our best area at the moment. So I feel like 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 a remaster, like that's the whole thing, right? Is that you're making the art look nicer <laughs> for a for a modern audience. So that sort of limits our options. Um I did think it might be kinda cool to to remake like old classic text adventures. Like there's a ton of those on like the Apple II, MS DOS, like games that you cannot play very, very easily anymore. It might be kinda cool to yeah, find a way to bring that, those to I a modern like audience. A Halloween one? That would be cool. But... Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking also, like, maybe the Oregon Trail could be done as a text-based game. Hmm. I think that reasonably could be done. We could remake Oregon Trail. Oregon (laughs) Trail. Yeah, we could. (laughs) (laughs) I could take actual pictures of these various locations. Oh, yes. Then I'd have to drive out to the Dale. Uh, That's like two, three hours east. No, we're definitely doing a road trip now. For our FMV Oregon Trail game. Heck yeah. But then we'd have to go to Wyoming. <laughs> you don't think that would be an awesome trip? And we could do like like daily vlogs for your YouTube channel about all our fun adventures. This sounds great. I'm on board. That that would be actually amazing. That's what we would do though. We would do like a modern Oregon Trail as like a cool road trip game, right? That's that's the game. Like I said, I also wanted to do Love on the Oregon Trail. I just think that's a cool title. I don't know if it's an actual, (laughs) if there's any story, but I think that would be great. (laughs) It's a good name. (laughs) Anyway, I think that about does it for this month's episode. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Paul M. Franzen, and Michael is at Argolfumpf, spelled exactly as it sounds. You can check out all of our games on Steam or itch.io. Or just visit orock.com for the complete library. Um, you can also find Michael's new game, uh, One Minute Mysteries. It's on the, the Choice of Games website. It's on Android. It's on uh, iOS. Uh, definitely check it out, especially in the next few days while it's still on sale. Our theme song is Dead Monster by March of the Danger Men. You can check them out on the SoundCloud. And finally, if you have any questions about game development or our games specifically, we would love to hear them. Email them to podcast at com. Is there anything you'd like to add, Michael? So I just found a, an article, 15 of the most WTF am I doing with my life dating sims. Uh, Cat yes. President is number nine on there. <gasps> what? And, um, what? Uh, John Cena's <laughs> Sexy High School Adventure is number 11. <laughs> What a great so list we managed to, be to beat on. John Cena by two. So we are yes! amazing. We are better than John Cena. All right. Well, uh, see you all next month. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye.
good food times. dating games. Oh yeah, I remember the alpaca game. Alpaca Plus, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Dinosaur dating games? Jurassic Heart, that's pretty good. I actually do like that, yeah. You, you try to romance a ukulele playing T-Rex? <laughs> Dog dating sims, they stole that from us. Basically the same thing as a cat dating sim. <laughs> Wait, did you see this one? Horse dating sim, a stable relationship. <laughs> no. Why are That's you... extremely good. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the classic genre of Nicolas Cage dating sims. Caging me softly. Including, yes, cage of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay 